0: What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel and Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we
1: uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures.
0: Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What is up everybody? This is Javi and Daniel back with the Brown Sound Podcast. We are your hostess with the most. <laughs> I'm <all, what> <laughs> <that> hostess.
0: <laughs> hostess with the most yeah. <laughs> the most uh, the most uh complaints the most about
1: <laughs> yeah. the most what
0: yeah. <laughs> no. what's up cheek uh
1: dude it's so hot outside I, Man, I can't
0: yeah no don't even get me started on the heat because it's like i don't know what it is it's like i feel like the freaking i don't know creators out here baking us you know <laughs> like, you go outside it's like an oven no i for so for me like a little i guess a little fun fact my car inside is leather and it's all black interior so like getting in my car so it's always like ah, ah, oh, ah, 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 you know like <laughs> touching everything. <laughs> so so i've been so for like work and stuff i've been parking like behind our building because there's all these trees and so mm-hmm. i've been parking under all the shade but uh the only bad thing is there's a lot of birds birds and so there's uh, a, lot birds. a lot of poop yeah but yeah. i'm like well you gotta right. <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> don't want to sweaty back while i'm driving home so it's good I, well, i'll put up with it
1: you gotta stop wearing your daisy
0: dukes G-X, when yeah. you sit down you won't get burned <laughs> <laughs>
1: <and you're> just, <laughs> just above the knee. Yeah, just. Ab- no. Um, Last night, I uh went out to Lake Lowell out here in Caldwell. It's a short drive from where I live. And mm-hmm. we did like a little, you know, just ha- kind of hang out at-, at the park out there. We played volleyball and it was like 102 degrees and I just could not oh, man, breathe. I
0: know. Yeah,
1: like, no, <laughs> I was like, nope. drenched in sweat. I was wearing a hat. <laughs> like, I was just I was like, what are we doing out here? Like, it's, it's yeah, I you're stay inside sports, everybody. Sports
0: was soaked <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> he's like nah it wasn't <laughs> No, <laughs> so I get the good, good thing. Good thing you wear the black shirt a lot, though, because then you won't see the sweat stains or nothing, you
1: know. I have like 20 black shirts every time I go to Target, <laughs> I buy a black, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't, yeah. go, wrong. You can't go wrong with the black classic. Nah, Cheek uh, today is a cool episode because we have another guest, you know. Our good mm-hmm. our guest episodes are always like, you know, they get yep. you in your feels, they inspire, yep.
0: inspire so, and, and all the good vibes.
1: And today, we have somebody who yeah, let's jump into it. Somebody who has volunteered for the Hispanic Youth Leadership Symposium. He is an alumni for Phi Delta Chi Leadership Fraternity. He is an alumni to Idaho State University. Go Bengals. And he uh, recently earned a doctorate in pharmacy. So today we have Ooh. our good friend, Alexis Alvarado. Can we get a brown sound? Welcome. For... The brown sound. <laughs> what is up, Alexis Alexis how you doing?
2: I'm doing great thank you guys so much it's truly an honor to be here but with both you and Daniel so appreciate you guys a lot.
1: Yeah no Um, you know when you when you shared a little bit of your story we we're like dang this is somebody who has done a lot mm-hmm. has come up for sure and uh, you know has made it so we're, we're like of course we got to have you on the show we to have you on the brown sound Um, and for our listeners uh, do you mind sharing a little bit on your story like you know a little bit on you? Yeah of course
2: Um, uh, I guess starters. Full name is uh, Hugo Alexis Alvarado. Um, I go by Alexis though, just because uh, Hugo's my father, so you know, gotta differentiate between yeah. the two. Um, You're a junior. You We're I all juniors here too. Recently. <laughs> yeah, and isn't that the case most of the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Graduated with a uh, doctorate in pharmacy last year in 2022, so almost a pharmacist for a full year. Kind of wow. feels weird to say it, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> been an interesting ride. So From uh, St. Anthony, Idaho, the Southeast Idaho region, kind of opposite from you guys, but uh, glad to be here today on um, this journey with you guys and just Enjoy being a
0: small part of it. So yeah,
1: cool. I always wondered uh what was on the other side of Idaho. <laughs> yeah.
0: For me, I don't go anywhere further than Boise. You know, so I'm always wondering, like, what is super southern Idaho? Is it like Napoleon Dynamite? Is that what it's really like? I don't know, but <laughs> that's what I assume, just because it's Idaho. You yeah, never know. Are you
1: are you by Preston, Idaho? Because that's where Napoleon Dynamite was from right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So Preston, Preston, Idaho is close to where we're at. Where we're at now in Blackfoot. Um, oh okay. kind of okay. over by Shoshone, um uh, you know that area Shoshone there. Bannock. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. You're
0: in you're in enemy territory for me. We uh, the Shoshone <laughs> Bannock that that tribe is in my language is called Tuwelka and it means enemy. So there's a history between. But I mean now it's not like you know it's not bad or nothing. Yeah. It's just fun terrorizing. But that's definitely not the part of Idaho I frequent. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what is there to do in Saint
1: Saint Anthony's? Is that what we said
2: Saint Anthony? So uh pretty small town. um th- We do have a few things. So we have like the sand dunes. Um, um, that's oh. that area there. Oh, okay. I have a lot of outdoors, fishing, Island Park. Mm. Um Okay, so like a naturey.
1: Nature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that your backyard? Yellowstone. I've never been. Almost, yeah. 2 hours
2: away, but <laughs> close enough.
1: <to> really <laughs> okay, <count>. that okay, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean yeah. yeah. For that's Idaho that's close.
2: Community. Yeah. <laughs> not not no, in terms that's... of miles, but but hours, right? Yeah.
1: So let me ask you, when you were in high school, how many Latinos were in, in your school? Not a whole
2: lot. Um, okay. Graduated with probably barely like 100, 120, right? Okay. Um, So maybe like 10 to 20, not a huge influence, but definitely we do have a big Hispanic community in terms of like the fields, the bodegas, you know, uh, Okay. in terms of just like the migrant work. Um,
1: okay. Do you have panaderías and like... Like Mexican Latino like stores. Yeah, of course, man. Okay, I'm thinking you're like Council or like Cambridge because those towns are just. Yeah. tiny and uh okay you know i'm just getting I mean, a we feel. bit i'm not to
2: drive a little bit but you know we we okay. got we got some bigger towns around us that we can go to um mm-hmm. Idol okay Hartsburg, i'm like uh, Post- i don't think I'll y'all are go.
1: amish or anything to clarify like, i just <laughs> <laughs> i just you know i'm just wondering because i haven't been to that side of idaho either yeah so i'm like yeah we're yeah You're, y'all are basically like another country or another state to me you know we just haven't <laughs> been that far <laughs>
2: yeah
1: yeah, I, He's I like, of course we funny. have stores and electricity. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're still in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs>
2: no, I was just going to say, I, I remember one of your episodes when you were saying how um, the Boise River, you know, floating the Boise River. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. like, you should come out here and do that. And oh, really? Because here it's it's a river. It's <laughs> oh. I've seen the Boise River and it's,
0: it's, it's not in co- parts. I was like it's different when you're from an area with like actual like rivers and like a night. that's I always think too when he talks about the Boise River. I'm like that. I mean, that's not the clear water or you know, but it's <laughs> it's there. so I'll it's give there, it that. Yeah. but yeah, no, definitely floods. All right, all right, all right. you guys got better rivers, okay, I got it. <laughs> noted. No
1: um so Alexis uh thank you for sharing a little bit on your on your you know journey and a little bit on yourself um tell us a little bit about like how you decided to embark on your career journey like what was that like yeah. for you how did you decide there's so many career paths what was so special about this one for
2: you right so in terms of just initial interest i guess uh, as a kid i was always into the sciencey stuff um i always like to take things apart just kind of see what would happen uh, a funny story comes up that um you know we used to live in a trailer park so whenever one would move out all that old stuff used to be there right and Mm -hmm. one time there was a a copper rod that they used to ground the trailers or whatever instances right so me a little Mm -hmm. eight-year-old curious kid goes over there with a little hacksaw takes it off and then uh, connects it to some like electrical work shocks the ground just to get worms to go fishing kind of thing so it was just those instances that um i liked to kind of of get that initial interest or science but really mm-hmm. going through school i didn't have an interest of doing much uh, outside of that till a teacher kind of just took notice and was like hey you're really great at chemistry you're really interested in health professional like you should look into becoming a pharmacist so ever since that initial influence i've just kind of just stuck with pharmacy and it's just worked out great for me
1: yeah and did you know any pharmacists before you decided to embark on the path
2: i didn't i just had faith in the people that believed in me and he was honestly that first one that just kind of got the ball rolling
0: yeah wow yeah that's 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 pretty cool thanks for sharing that um how how has your community inspired you to do the work that you do and um, what are some things that you do to give back to your community
2: yeah great great question daniel um for starters i'd say where i'm currently at now is a small hospital in Blackfoot um we're pretty much surrounded by field workers you know um, hispanics that work in bodega the the Shoshone Branick tribe so a lot of our patients are that sort of community so that's really where I kind of felt at home uh, in a place like being a memorial hospital there in Blackfoot Um, a lot of my co-workers are Latino as well I also have some indigenous um, co-workers as well and it's just a great fit for me personally
1: Mm -hmm. Um, i
2: got really lucky in terms of where i ended up with my career
1: nice and so um as a follow-up to that how did you choose to want to work there that's the thing that like i always think about especially as like people of color you are aware definitely of your surroundings and like where you choose to work right and sometimes if you don't feel a part of the community it's like maybe i i don't want to work there maybe i want to look at somewhere else i'm just curious what made you
2: want to work there. Yeah, um, great follow up. And the the nice thing about, you know, going through pharmacy school is that last year, they send you on your clinicals, basically, where it's like six weeks at one place, six weeks at another. So I got to work up and down Southeast Idaho in terms of like the various hospitals that we had and really I did get a few offers from some of those but they weren't as appealing to me as um, the hospital that I ended up currently just because of that influence of who I got to work with who I got to work for um, who I initially got to help in the end of it so
1: no that's good do you get a lot of spanish-speaking um clients we or is do. that what you call yeah. them i don't know what what the right way Patience, to yeah. patients okay yeah. there we go spanish <laughs> learning a lot <laughs> yeah yeah
2: and and that's the awesome thing about it too you know our pro- our providers speak spanish are um we have a few nurses that are latino of um other mid-level providers that are latino um and even some that are indigenous and that just honestly just makes the difference in terms of how they relate to us how we can relate to them what their terms of needs are mm. and just an overall better experience for them
0: yeah i was going to ask too because like one thing that we talk about on this podcast like every probably other episode is about representation and you saying that you have you know co-workers who are of your community um what is that experience like like being able to work in a place where like your coworkers you know have a similar background or who understand like the community and the culture and especially i think it's important too that like I don't know if our hospital here I don't know if there are any Spanish speakers so I don't know what would happen you know because in the area of Idaho I live and it's majority white uh, we don't have a huge Latino community we I mean there's just some natives here off the res but other than that um what does like representation mean to you?
2: I mean, representation, you know, and I think you guys could relate to it as well in terms of like your previous episodes is from very young ages is not seeing that representation or that level of comfort that you can go to when you do have those certain situations because these situations that patients present themselves to us aren't necessarily the best, right? It could be, they could be having like the worst day of their lives and here they are asking you to help, right? Um, So representation to me is very much, so important in terms of the level of comfort you give off the the appropriateness of care the understanding of the not just the patient but their family situation and, and how you can incorporate their family um their beliefs even a lot of times we bring in um, priests or uh, whatever else is needed mm-hmm. to kind of help accommodate those patients so yeah
1: i um i wanted to ask let me think about how i want to phrase the question but because you're of the culture ugo like you understand a little bit of how for Latinos, we use Western medicine to cure ailments. But there's also like another like cultural side or component to it. Um, yeah. What have you seen like in your have you seen anything like that where like your patients come and ask you for support and, you know, they they bring like a cultural aspect to I think I'm sick because of this thing. Like, how do you navigate those? Com- you know what I'm kind of getting at? Like, how do you? Yeah, yeah of course. Ca- how do you navigate um, those conversations? I'm just curious. It's uh,
2: it's funny that you bring that up because uh, my there's there's that running joke of like, um, oh, I get a cold. Let me grab the antibiotics from Mexico because, you know, those will just like destroy whatever I have. Right. But it's it's the same thing that we have here. It's the funny part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, people always talk about how Mexico's medicine is like top tear like it'll yeah people really have this like it'll fix me up i know i well, i was gonna
0: say i remember the time when i got sick and you gave me some antibiotics in there and i felt like it did really kick the cold yeah, out or like right i was like into,
1: like oh I'm, yeah, yeah. Whoa. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm healed yeah
2: yeah so it, it, but in terms of answering that question um <laughs> yes. it, it's all about education right it's it's <laughs> From Coming from that background of, yes, I, I did grow up with, like, not necessarily the, the brujería, but, like, that um, belief in, like, um, having those home remedies, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it's a great situation where you can combine those home remedies with whatever treatment they are getting, as long yeah. as they can work in conjunction and not yeah. harming the patient, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah when those situations do arise we do try to to abide by that and help them through that yeah uh, but then a lot of the time it's just about education on the patient and not even just the patient but the family as well giving them the reason to why they need to do this and yeah why it will benefit them in the long run versus sticking it out this other way that they've known to do for forever
1: yeah do you also get um like latino patients because i i'm thinking about like my my Dias and theos. some of them will get prescriptions be like no nah, it's not gonna help me i don't need to take it or like no it's just like making me work. you know like they they have this distrust in like the medicine and like the people who give it and sometimes we do need to have those conversations to support and say know like this this is to help you they wouldn't have prescribed it for to you if they didn't think it would help you know there's always a little bit of that pushback i feel in in our latino community it's it's that distrust piece and i feel like having people like you that look like us and and as a pharmacist right that can help and speak the language and like come from that cultural lens to understand like why folks are saying what they're saying you understand why that makes a difference um but is that something that's pretty common for you would you say
2: it it was definitely i did notice it a lot at the start of my career when like the patients didn't necessarily know me as well Mm -hmm. um especially when i would do some retail work so like working at like Fred Meyer, Walmart, whatever, right? Um, but as they get to know you, then it's more of that sense of trust that you're speaking of. That okay, yes, he does know what is going to be in the best interest of for me. He does care about my health. I'm gonna go ahead and listen to what he has to say. And the best example are antibiotics, right? You and how you're saying like as Hispanics we will take it for a day or two and call that good. Like we got it in us, we're <laughs> fine, we'll get over, it, right? But no, it's you have to to finish what the full course of treatment is so that it doesn't necessarily come back and present a problem in the future, right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah. That, that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like it's very common, too, with a lot of natives. Like, I know, like, even my own parents were like, oh, I'm feeling better now. So they'll just, like, stop taking it. It's like, no, you got to keep going. But I know for us, like, some natives, I mean, I mean, each tribe is different. But I know for us, like, when we, if we get sick, we have some of our own, like, traditional medicines that we do use. Like, we have, like, mountain tea and some different roots that we use to boil up. Um, and I know like one of these tribes um, clinics from, I believe they're out of Oregon, but they have like a system where they have like a, oh, I don't know. I don't know the words for it, but they have a like a system in place where like, so some of their patients get sick, they, they use like the Western medicine, but they also use some of our traditional like roots and foods that help like with that too. And I always wish that our, I wish our tribe here could would do that because I feel like that would help. But um, yeah, I just think that's that's pretty interesting though. I just think that's... I'm always. I'm one of those people though. Like I hardly ever get sick. So when I when I am sick, I'm like very. You know, I feel like I'm on my deathbed. And that's why I'm always telling hobby. Like, give me some of those medicine. What is the? What is those <laughs> remedies? <laughs> I know. So I always think from Mexico.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So U- Ugo uh, Daniel came down. Um, one of like a random weekend and we were like hanging out with my mom and daniel was complaining about having an earache so my mom was like oh i got the thing for that so she went <laughs> to like the backyard grabbed some rula some rue and like you know like wrapped it. what did she do heat it up it was something? like in a yeah like
0: a warm paper towel and it was like vapor yeah. rub and yeah put she, it in my ear <laughs> and it felt like it healed me and i felt better I <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. Did it come back though?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that stuff cracks me up though, because it's like, yeah, there there is this fine line between like home remedies, you know, that like with your mom, your abuela, your whoever passes <laughs> down. And then, but definitely the fine line of, well, you know, if that doesn't work, we should definitely be like, yeah. seeking medical yeah. attention and taking the medicine the way that it's prescribed. So no, that's that's good. I wanted to ask you, um, as a pharmacist that is Latino. Uh, Do you know many other pharmacists that are Latino? Do you have a, is there a network?
2: I wouldn't say there's necessarily a network, but I have met others and and it's, man, I, I, now that you bring it up, I'm like, man, it was such a relief when I went to, and I think this might've been a part of why I ended up at Bingham was one of the pharmacists there was Latina. Okay. I remember just like gravitating toward that in an instant and just being like, wow, like this is me like this it was like anytime we work together it's such a great time like we can just communicate on a level that i just on a level that just makes sense between the two of us and it's just a beautiful thing truthfully yeah so not necessarily a whole network but i do believe like with this younger generation of like newer providers that are latino and indigenous there there are starting to form better groups um, that i've seen within the communities and um within within all of idaho truthfully so,
1: and as of now, would you say uh, your peers are mostly non people of color in the pharmacy field? Okay. Yeah,
2: definitely still um, the minority. Okay. But we are starting to see that increase of slowly mm-hmm. getting there, you know, slowly getting those mm-hmm. dentists that are Hispanic, nurses that are Hispanic, um, yeah. or even just Latino in general. And eventually we'll get to where it feels like it's a good standing for us. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rep- Representation. Um. Matters. Yeah. Yeah. Big time.
0: I know another question that I wanted to ask too, is I know we always talk about, you know, the positive things that we experience and stuff, but what are some challenges that you faced while, you know, pursuing your career? Is there anything that you can like think of that maybe, I don't know, maybe you wish you would have known before or or how to deal with?
2: Yeah. The, um, the people aspect, I didn't think was going to be that much of a role, but it's, (laughs) basically all we do, right? Um in healthcare is we treat people. Mm-hmm. I just guess as a as a kid I just didn't think that I would have to develop those um communication skills as much as i would have today um in face of that so that's that's what i would say would be one challenge the other challenge would just be in that initial step into that career i remember when i first started as a pharmacist like no one knew me right they thought i was just some other kid just you know roaming the halls right but um one stuff hits the fan it's kind of like hey like where's the pharmacist oh hey i'm here here's what you need. Need, and they're like, oh, you're the pharmacist? Yeah, this little 24-year-old, you know, latito just <laughs> saying what needs to go. So that's the other thing. But once you get through that initial hurdle of getting to know the people that you work with, getting to know that, um, have that trust in you and you that trust in them, then it can just turn into that excitement yeah. of what that job is.
1: In terms of like your journey, is there anything that stood out to you that was like a barrier that you were just so happy to overcome? Um, that you thought, you know, this might be a point where I defer from my plan, um, but you stuck it through. Anything like that stand out to you? Oh man. How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: I guess the uh, one of the biggest ones would probably be pharmacy school, right? It was There were a few Latinos um, and um, other minorities within our classes, so there's four years of it, right? And four years that go through the school. But a lot of it, it wasn't even the classes that were that hard. It was just everything else on top of that, right? Like in undergrad, oh. I'm sure you guys can relate is you have yeah. that one class that you have to really study for, right? Mm-hmm. The other other classes you can kind of get by, right? But in pharmacy school, it was like every class was like that. So you had to know how to study. So that's when I really had to like understand how to study in terms of yeah. like, um, like condensing material, teaching it to others. And then... <clears throat> Going to classes from like ten to three, then having to study four hours on top of it, still trying to maintain those relationships at home, still trying to maintain yeah. a relationship with your wife, you know, yeah, um, being a part of organizations and still on top of that meet all those requirements that the school gives you like volunteer hours or whatever so it was it was a full play I, I remember one time calling my dad and I was like man I don't know how I could do keep going on this this is just a lot like yeah dad I know I'm like only halfway but man this is pretty dang difficult in terms of like anything I've ever done in my life but thankfully I had a pretty supportive a very supportive wife I don't want to say she is pretty but very
1: supportive
2: (laughs) uh, work two jobs just so that i could just focus on school and only have to work part time through it all so wow that's
1: that's that's a lot right but you did it and look at you now (laughs) yep don't
0: look at you now
1: So um, I wanted to ask more questions on um, like your experience at ISU. I have some friends that went down there, uh, mm-hmm. know the campus pretty well. Did you do your undergrad at ISU also?
2: Yeah. So I did the, the seven, three years undergrad, uh, four years pharmacy school. They just- Three years undergrad? like Yeah.
1: Oh, did you graduate early or did you have a lot of credits?
2: I just, I just did credits. Yeah, man. Okay. It, was, it wasn't bad. And then pharmacy school hit like- like I was saying, and then it was like, <laughs> dang, like this, okay. is, this is college.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, so what clubs were you involved in when you were in undergrad?
2: So in undergrad, I was actually a part of the, the one that you had mentioned, the Phi Delta the, okay. the nice thing about it was that you could get introduced really early so that I got to know some of the professors that worked at the school. I got to know some of the students that were going through the program at the time. And I really think that that really helped me in my decision. And my um, just having that heads up and that leg up basically, on terms of like, how do the classes look? What do you have to do? Like, what are how do you kind of adjust your times to reflect what you need to do and accomplish your goals kind of thing? Yeah. There's also part of other. Other groups there, ISU, uh, Halo. Um, it was a oh, Hispanic yeah. organization, just doing that. We didn't quite have the one that you and Eddie were a part of yet at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, Phi Lambda Sigma, right?
1: Uh, Lambda Theta Phi. Yeah.
2: Lambda Theta Phi. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Sigma Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I tried practicing it, but it's, it's nice. yeah. And so we know we have a mutual friend, uh, Eddie Sellis, who is uh, one of my chapter brothers from U of I. So we graduated from University of Idaho, but we joined the same opportunity while we were up there uh, I joined first then he joined like years later we weren't there at the same time but <laughs> almost like yeah, a decade he... later right <laughs> <laughs> well I wouldn't say that but <laughs> no that's good, cool and good then distance yeah no definitely a good distance um I wanted to touch on something you shared um off air and that's that you volunteer for the Hispanic Youth Leadership Summit so can you tell our listeners what that is and you know a little bit about like why you volunteer for that
2: yeah um and I guess before we get to the Hispanic uh, Youth Leadership Summit, uh, we'll take a step back and go to the OG HYS, if you guys remember that program. Um, So HYS was more of like a bigger traditional every summer kind of program to where they would take hispanics that had to apply and show them bring them on campus um show them how to apply to scholarships apply to FAFSA, uh, different motivational speakers that would come at the time yeah um, so initially that's where i had participated in junior high and call in high school and that kind of just built that rapport of and it was actually at icu so <laughs> i Kind of just went ISU never left, but back to the back to the story, Um, HYS um, kind of gave that groundwork, I believe, for the Hispanic Youth Leadership Symposium, because now they have broken it up. Instead of one big conference, they do three individual ones that they do throughout U of I. Um, ci i believe and icu yeah so generally i just volunteered as a mentor or as a just a they call them theos right so okay kind of <laughs> like you guys the the teos of the group the t- uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's taking you know eight to ten s- students and showing them around giving them advice kind of pushing them to to get involved because a lot of time it's it's guys right that machismo. <laughs> um and it, it takes a little bit to break them out of that so but once you yeah. do that they really they really pick up things and they, they really care about what why they're there and, and it's it's a lot better of a time
1: yeah no
0: we get that and then um so i guess just to kind of uh move forward and, and wrap things up on this conversation. Do you have any advice for any youth or anyone that's interested in your line of work or, uh, what would be, what would be some advice that you would give to some of the up and coming, you know, young bucks. That's what we call them on the res, we call them young bucks. So what'd be some good, good TO advice?
2: Yeah. So, um, my, my, one of my biggest thing is always experience, right? So however way you can get that, if it's unpaid, If it's free, if it's minimally paid, you know, if it's just shadowing, like that experience carries you a long way. Um, especially with me and my knowledge, I feel a lot of it is based off of what I've seen in the past and the experiences that I've had with it. Or Mm -hmm. like if this situation comes up, what has, have I seen already that can kind of help guide what I'm going to do right now. Right. Yeah. So the lessons are important. Those, those school lessons are important, even though you forget most of them. Right. (laughs) Um, but the experiences are, are a little bit harder to forget so definitely the experience of it all as well as um pulling from what you know in your life, right? Growing up, I didn't really think that I could figure out how the cardiovascular system worked. But if I thought about it, I could just relate it to a hose, right? If you squeeze the hose, what happens? The pressure comes out faster, right? If you make the hose bigger, it goes slower, right? So it's just relating to, to your past experiences, your life experiences, any experiences that you have to really come forward and and figure out the solution to the
0: problems. There you have it, it. <laughs> Alexis <laughs> dropping knowledge here. Everybody, <laughs> tell the young bucks, listen up, listen yeah. up, <laughs> listen to the teals. Yes, yeah. <laughs> squeeze <those. laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the hose. Oh, <squeeze. laughs> That's so, not yeah all I know. Kid. I'm like, Moving dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a good one Anyways now <laughs> oh, Moving forward with Javier being a pervert um... <laughs> <The blood laughs> I... Your minds
1: went there <laughs> You guys need to go to church <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny. Just stick with that. But the, no, definitely. Thank you. Just
2: stick with that, Javi. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Put in your batteries. Put in your batteries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daniel, for you, put in your batteries. Yeah. <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, end the run. Yeah. Gracias. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, um thanks for sharing, you know, sharing your story today and I definitely it's, I enjoy when we have people like you on the Brown Sound, you know, definitely inspiring and and leading this next generation of up and coming, you know, the up and coming Latinos and and indigenous folks. I just think it's pretty cool. Um so yeah, definitely thanks for thanks for your time today. And yeah. to kind of wrap things up on that and moving into our language lesson. So if this is your first time listening to the Brown Sound podcast, we always do a language lesson so we'll teach you a less or a word or a phrase in Nez Perce, Nimi Nimiputimpt, or in Spanish. So today, since we were talking about, you know, the medical field, we thought, well, let's teach our listeners how to say medicine. So and how to say medicine in Nimi Putem. There's two different ways. So uh bear with me. Usually Javi butchers everything. But um <laughs>
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right, you know. Uh So how to say nimi or how to say nimi Putim? How do you say Nesper or Oh my gosh, I can't even talk right now. How to say medicine in nimi putint is so. There's a word for like medicine or a remedy, and it's saikiptatas. Oh, okay. Alexis,
1: you first. You're the
0: guest. Saikiptatas. <laughs> saikiptatas. So, Did you go? Saikiptatas.
1: kiptatas.
0: And then there's a word for like medicine for a cold, and it's just salam.
1: That's
0: how you
1: say Salam. Salam. Yeah. Pass You're that like, pass that salaam, <laughs> yeah. like, you cut salam, obviously. You could all right. And in Spanish we would say medicina. Can you pass the medicina? <laughs> <Aquí>. The medicina. <laughs> oh, did you say it, Alexis? We're trying to judge your Spanish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you say it?
2: La medicina. Oh
1: wow, oh, that is good. Like okay, you're playing Find a you better... game
2: of lotería, you know. Oh, there La you medicina. go. Medicina.
1: Better than yeah. hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's good. I mean. I'm... <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so uh, oh, we're going to move on to the next segment, uh which is our Shades of Brown shady question round. Alexis, this is going to be fun because we ask three challenging questions <laughs> or not necessarily challenging, but you know, a lot of the times they can get us in hot water depending on how we answer. And uh, a lot of times they're just fun and we learn a little bit more of on our our hosts and uh, especially like our guests. So, I'm going to ask three questions. Uh we can skip one, but you absolutely have to answer two and you can answer all three if you choose so let's start out okay Ooh. usually our uh our guests go first alexis so we'll have you start off and then we will also <laughs> answer so question number one oh, thanks Javi. <laughs> question number one what would be your starter pokemon if you watch pokemon and why Ooh. out of bulbasaur squirtle and charmander what is a restaurant you absolutely hate and why <laughs> And last, how do you know that a friend has moved Uh, has moved from a friend into a best friend status? So how do you know yeah. that one of your friends is now a best friend? All right. So let's start off with starter Pokemon, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander. Which one and why, Alexis? Ooh, that's that's probably the
2: biggest one there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> was, so do you watch uh,
1: Pokemon? You know Pokemon?
2: Yeah. So growing up, I didn't really get... I wanted to collect the cards, right? Just like any other kid, but I didn't really... Um, Get the chance to for whatever reasons. So now, as an adult, yeah. uh, you bet I have a little bit of a collection. Okay, um, okay. So uh, everyone will probably say Charmander, but I'm gonna go against the grain here just because now I I feel like I've grown a little bit into myself. I kind of know my personality a little bit better. So okay, I'm I'm more of a Bulbasaur kind of guy. Okay, you know he's mm. just he's just too cute to pass up. <laughs>
1: Earthy. Earthy, okay. I see you. <laughs> and then uh, what is a restaurant you absolutely hate and why? And be careful because their yeah. CEO might listen to the brown sound. But... <laughs> yeah. He might listen to this one, actually. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um,
2: Chili's, man.
1: I don't know what Chili's? it is about them. Chili's, yeah. Oh. yeah I'm not they used to either. be
2: pretty Decent. Um I remember one time my wife and I went to to Puerto Rico, I think, and it was we stopped at a Chili's at there those airport ones, right?
1: Uh-huh.
2: And man, the, the the waitress was awesome. The food was awesome. Probably because we were starving, but then oh, we come okay, back home. Gonna... <laughs> Oh. then we come back home and go to Chili's and it's <laughs> never been the same as that right? oh, oh, you had like a high bar <laughs> experience <Yeah.
1: in> <laughs> oh okay I also like how you ham- uh, humbly were like oh my wife and I went to Puerto Rico over to- <laughs> 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 i see you flexing on your travels <laughs> all right and then how do you know that a friend has moved uh from a friend into a best friend status like what what logic do you follow
2: the logic i would have to follow there is uh you know those f- those friends that you kind of uh don't see for a long time you kind of meet back up and you like instantly mm-hmm. just connect right back you can jump right in and just carry the conversation hey what are you doing tomorrow let's go out you know and they actually do i would say that's sort of when you kind of know you have a good best friend is when you can you don't necessarily have to speak to each other all the time Mm -hmm. but you can always know to count on each other you can always show up Um, and when you do it's like nothing changed it's just it's just
0: fluid.
1: Okay. All right. Mm. Daniel.
0: Okay, so for me, uh what would be my starter Pokémon and why? Um I would have to go with Squirtle. Um I just I've always been a fan of Squirtle growing up and then too it probably doesn't help that my Indian name is otzi which means turtle. So I'm, I've always been gravitated to to <laughs> okay, turtles and sense. to water, so and then he's got his little Squirtle squad. I mean, I feel like I have my own <laughs> Squirtle squad. So <laughs> So, you Um, know, I would have to go with Squirtle. Um, What is a restaurant that I absolutely hate and why? I don't know if there's one that I just like hate. I mean, I would, I don't really do like, like, I don't do those like steakhouse places. Like, was it like Outback or um, Applebee's? I wouldn't hate, (laughs) I don't hate them. I just don't, that's not my first choice. If I'm going to go out to dinner, I wouldn't choose like Applebee's or, I don't know. or what is that one place he took us with those onion fries or the onion flour or oh, whatever? By Hillary
1: called? and Juan love. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> nah.
0: what, what, what place was that again? That, that was I wasn't. I like wasn't an Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, I like don't those know kangaroos or something in there. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm. I feel like I don't know. I'm not impressed with like the super like American yeehaw. You, like you didn't like. I mean, the I blue I love... onion chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it was good, I guess, if I remember, but I just don't, I think that was the last time I've been there was like, was that like three or four years ago? Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, those type of like super like, you know. So you hate Outback. Okay, got it. Sure. (laughs) And how do I know that a friend has moved into the best friend status? Um, I think for me... It would be like, I'd have to agree, like being able to pick up where you left off, like you don't have to talk every day. But I think, too, also is like, I think just I'm trying to think of like a way that doesn't sound really bad, but like when you know you could be comfortable in like talking shit about something and then not knowing it's like, you know, oh, this person's not going to say nothing. Like you can, you know, I Trust. just feel like, yeah, yeah, like you just talk shit comfortably, you know, with them. <laughs> If that makes sense, but I, well, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. All right, people so, might just so, think we're gonna talk shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know, and we just
1: lift everybody up. <laughs>
0: yeah. We never tear anyone down behind their backs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, no, so funny now. So a
1: lot of these are jokes. <laughs> yeah. um, what would be your starter Pokemon and why, y'all? I'm gonna go with Charmander. Uh, i'm gonna have to differ from y'all i i would i would choose it because i feel like just the fire speaks to me a little bit you know it's like fiery it's like movement it's like life you know what i mean (laughs) like and then also charmander evolves into a flying thing eventually right charizard so then i could just Mm -hmm. like fly everywhere with it so there's be you know like what am i gonna do with squirtle like right in the river, like you know what I mean, or like down yeah. your Boise River. Yeah,
0: you can float on him on the Boise River. Oh, it's yeah. you. <laughs> <since> you <laughs> just? And, and what am I going to do? Boise River me? all
1: the time. <laughs> you guys make it seem like I live there or something. <laughs> No, but what would you do with Bulbasaur? Make a salad, like you know what I mean? A <laughs> <laughs> you just being a hater. Just um, uh, whip you, whip you with the little vine attack. Vine whip, yeah, a little vine <laughs> yeah. whip. Um, so what's a restaurant I absolutely hate and why? Well, I can't okay. swim. Oh yeah, so you would see, you would need a Squirtle then, maybe. <laughs> um let's see so what restaurant do i absolutely hate and why i don't hate restaurants either but i do strongly dislike um any any restaurant that tries to mimic my like my cultural food and like doesn't go hard like weak <laughs> attempt like you know those are restaurants I, I typically do not like um you know what i mean like if you're gonna copy my food my cultural food go hard like like bring it but if If you're going to like make a half-ass attempt and have a flavorless frijoles and rice, like, you know, just, just go home. Like, you know what I mean? So I I have one in mind. I don't want to like.
0: <laughs> I'm like you I'll, better not say taco time. Just kidding. No, no. I I've
1: said I like <laughs> a <kitchen laughs> taco. I like a
0: crisp chicken burrito. We we've the ranches. <laughs> We're like, wait a second. What did a chicken crisp burrito do to you? Just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, something like that. So if you know, you know. Um. Mm-hmm. And then how do you know that a friend has moved into a best friend status? For me, it's that like my friend is cool with my family. Like they know my family like my family embraces them you know what i mean like they're invited to the carne asadas anything like that 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 to me says good friend obviously they can keep a secret and i can say like anything to them and i know they're not gonna break my trust you know and they always Mm -hmm. have my back also in situations where like i need somebody i'm not that i'm a big liar or anything but if we're in a situation and i need a friend to cover for me like without thinking they just step in and you know what i mean like that oh yeah
2: you know what i mean Yeah.
0: yeah yeah That's- Thank
2: you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's good. Oh hell! So, uh, carne asada
2: later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it.
0: Well, I guess you know to just wrap things up. If you have any last, any last words any last thoughts before we close things off here um thanks again alexis for being here appreciate your time and just uh excited to have you and have a new friend now we have a new friend that lives down on the other side of idaho we would never go to but, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe one of these weekends we'll yeah. pop
1: up yeah. yeah well and now just that a- we know that there's another river to float besides yeah. our- our <laughs> River, <laughs> we're gonna have to go visit alexis and float the yeah. what river was just- it called
0: what was it
2: a- Snake River. We, oh. we got many.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like the showman river. <laughs> It better not be the show band river no i'm just
1: kidding he's like this river that i just made with my hose i keep squeezing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: no i'm just kidding yeah, yeah but man. but truthfully guys anytime you want to come down i'll we'll, i'll i'll host you you know we'll we'll go we'll go out we'll have a good time we'll meet up with some people uh, have a good time That's see nice what eddie's up to maybe
1: yeah um, eddie up and he's so. married now too huh he's a married man
2: yeah i run into oh. him at target sometimes
1: <laughs> oh okay I'm like, oh, you too? You too? too? <laughs> you know, and he does look like one of those people that would shop at Target. You know, he's got that Target look. <laughs> You're Target like, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, okay, let's be real about this. Like, there's a Walmart look and there's a Target look. Oh, look. for you know, sure. You know who shops at which, yeah. You mm-hmm.
0: The Walmart in Mike, like in Clarkston, that's like across the bridge from Lewiston into Washington. That Walmart, man, I, sometimes I'm kind of scared to go there. I feel like I should go with like something, you know, because I'm like protection. I'm like, it's a little, you know, the, the people. It's a little but, rough. It's a little yeah, rough out there. Okay, a, okay. Sometimes I'm like, dang, you know, but.
1: That's but, anyways, a, yeah, I was going to say, that's so funny because we had Brenda on the show and she said at her Walmart, everyone dressed up.
0: Oh, yeah. So They're so like, wearing church clothes and stuff yeah so
1: that's interesting okay just throwing that out there all right well (laughs)
0: thanks
1: for for sharing everybody yeah yeah
2: Yeah, but uh truthfully thank you guys um it's truly beautiful what you guys are doing you know season five like congrats on that um and i can't wait to reach the the brown sound out here a little bit more to southeast Mm -hmm. idaho and yeah just continue to listen to you guys so thank you guys so much Appreciate Yeah. That.
1: I was gonna say, Alexis, uh, you're adding to our legacy. Thank you for coming and being a guest mm-hmm. with us today. Um, I know that your story is gonna resonate with a lot of people that live on that side of Idaho and here. <laughs> um <laughs> and the note. <laughs> But no, truly, like all the things you've been able to accomplish in your life are, you know, amazing. And not mm-hmm. a lot of people can do it because they don't have the opportunity or they don't see themselves in those sp- in those spaces. So the fact that you've been able to do it and You know, you're representing our community and helping our community and others. Um, It just means a lot. So keep up the Mm -hmm. great work. You're always welcome to come back to the Brown anytime. And it's been such a pleasure to get to know you today and learn uh, about your story.
2: Yeah, well, thank you both so much, Daniel and Javi. So, yeah, next time I won't be as nervous. Next, (laughs) Now that I've got the feeling for it a little bit, you know, uh, we'll we'll bring up a little bit more shade next time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Javi's usually really shady, you know, but... (laughs) This time, this time he's really <laughs> real positive. Yep. All of a sudden, <laughs> you'll
1: you'll find that I'm the nicer one of the friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess too. Before we do, you know, kind of close things off, we did want to tease a little event that we will be doing in August. Chiquix, you want to let them know what what we can tease? Yeah, you with, you're the biggest um, tease here, so you might as well. T- <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
1: You might as well tease the event you do Okay, that's that's true. I am probably the bigger tease of the two. Um, so we wanna say that on August 26th, which is a Saturday, August 26th, about a month from now, your boys will be doing a live show from live. a in person. From a local uh establishment. We're not gonna share where yet because that's the teasing part but we are so (laughs) excited that they reached out to us and offered their platform to amplify and spotlight our efforts Mm -hmm. and it will be an event to come and learn more about the brown sound and partnership with this establishment they're giving us their platform they're giving us their space and they're here to just support and uplift and we not be more grateful so mm-hmm. august 26th save the date every listener out there as soon as we get the flyer we will release it and we will share with everybody what we are up to but we are so excited for this opportunity because this will also open up more doors for us in terms of um you know having live shows on other locations on set highlighting the different uh, businesses and organizations that are up here doing the same work and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to amplify our efforts in that way. So I'm pretty stoked, Chica X. Are you stoked?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely excited. It'll be cool to, uh, you know, I think just be ourselves in person and hopefully help educate and entertain people you know that's one of the biggest things so i'm definitely excited i feel like i I remember we teased about having like a live show when we weren't like super popular yet but now that we're kind of like you know making some noise and we actually were like reached out by this so it's kind of cool it's like oh wow yeah we we are popular no i'm just kidding you know the
1: (laughs) other thing is i really truly believe in speaking things into existence one of the things Mm -hmm. daniel and i share was that we had just talked about doing a live show and we were just talking Mm -hmm. about how how do we engage with somebody to, to get that uh, going? And then soon then after this, this organization reached out to us and offered. So it was like a weird thing where yeah. like, we spoke it into existence and it happened. So I believe in the power of that. So um, definitely keep your eyes out. More info to come. As mm-hmm. soon as more information comes out, we will be sharing. But yeah, y'all are helping uh, make Brown Sound history with us and we can be happier. So thank you
0: for this. Yes, appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram at the Brown Sound podcast. Podcast where you can enter you know interact with us, um, play our little fun story reindeer games that no one ever participates in. But um you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you feel it in your heart to give us a five-star rating, please, you know, we appreciate that because it does help us show up in, you know, searches and things like that. And I believe on Spotify you can now add comments. So if you want to leave us a rating and a comment, you can go ahead and do that. As long as it's a positive comment. If it's negative, you can take that comment and (laughs) <laughs> just a moment Come of up. silence now <laughs> in the blank. Anyway, yeah moment of silence now but anyways definitely appreciate all of our listeners out there and thanks again alexis for being here today and other than that cheek x we will oh we'll be at the snotty nose res res kids concert on wednesday in boise so we will be i'll be in the treasure valley area so hit us yep. up I'm just kidding all right we'll see you all next time adios And muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with you all today and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer,
1: the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only.